one sure test of good oatmeal is that you can't fill your fountain pen with it. What the oatmeal lacks in solidity, the coffee more than makes up for. Now, when you haven't had much sleep, there's nothing like a good cup of coffee you can really sink your teeth into. Well, I hope we're not going home. I still have some things at the laundry. Hey, MASH fans, welcome back to another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me as always, my good pal, Simon. Ah, gentlemen. Today we're discussing Season 11, Episode 5, Who Knew? It's the 245th episode overall, directed by the one and only Harry Morgan, written by Elias Davis and David Pollock. Originally aired on November 22nd, 1982, and the production code is 1G18. People, could I have your attention for a moment, please? I've got some news. Well, I hope we're not going home. I still have some things at the laundry. I'm afraid it's not very happy news. One of our nurses, Lieutenant Millicent Carpenter, has been killed. Oh, Lieutenant oh. Carpenter. Oh. My God, how did it happen? Her body was found this morning. Best I can figure is she took a long walk last night, somehow wandered off the road, and stepped on a mine. Oh, my God. Audrey, can you handle the uh, memorial service? Uh, Of course. Time and day will be put on the bulletin board. Uh, If you'd like, I'll serve as summary court officer and arrange for a disposition. Yeah, that's what I had in mind. Perhaps someone would like to deliver a eulogy at the service. Oh, that's a real nice idea, Padre. Is there anybody here who was especially close to Lieutenant Carpenter and uh, would like to say a few words in her memory at the service? I'll take care of it, Colonel. I also have the plot summary. When a nurse that Hawkeye is dating dies, he's offered to deliver her eulogy and discovers that he didn't know her. Klinger tries to interest Charles in a business venture. Hi. Everything okay? I told Father Mulcahy that I would do the eulogy. I had to do it. Yeah? When I saw that nobody else volunteered, I realized that Father Mulcahy would just do one of those routine services where all you do is just fill in the blanks. Hey, give him a little more credit than that. Well, I'm not knocking Mulcahy, but what can he say? That she was a nice person who died before her time and now she's gone on to a better world. I'll tell you, Hawk. Time like that, I don't think it's the words. What's important is that we're all going to be together to listen to them. No, it's got to be more than that. It's got to it's gotta say something about Millie. It sounds like she meant more to you than I thought. No, that's just it. She didn't. We just jumped into the sack together. If she were alive now and being transferred out of here, I'd say goodbye to her and toss off a couple of wisecracks and, uh, and, uh, and probably forget about her in a few days. But now I feel like I owe her something. And guest stars for this episode. Well, Kelly Nakahara returns as Nurse Kelly Yamoto. And also returning, Eden Kent returns as Nurse Bigelow. And Shari Saba returns as Nurse Shari. And also Joanne Thomas returning as Nurse Joanne. All the nurses. All the nurses. (laughs) Margaret, can I talk to you for a minute? Sure. This is just routine. I wanted to ask you about Lieutenant Carpenter. Like what? Well, anything you can tell me about her. I'm, I'm, I'm delivering her eulogy. Oh, are you? Well, she was a good nurse. 
had a background in thoracic surgery. Boy, I still can't believe it. Yeah, I know. How come you're doing it? Well, I had I had seen her a couple of times, and I I, I wanted to help Father Mulcahy out. So, can you tell me a little bit about her? Well, she was a good nurse. Yeah, I know you said that. Yeah. Well, she wasn't here all that long. You know how it is. Sometimes somebody new comes in and it takes you a long time to even get to know them. Besides, she was sort of quiet, kept to herself a lot. Did she ever say anything about anybody back home? Not to me. Of course, I only saw her at work. I'm sure the other nurses must have known her better. I don't even know where she was from. Someplace in Virginia. See? You know her better than I do. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I will start us off. Mm. I gave it... I gave it two. Because You gave it a two? No, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I felt your heart panic. No, 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 I gave it two numbers. Okay. Okay? I gave it because... It just was. It was a fine episode. I gave it a seven and a half right. for the episode. Okay, yeah. but I thoroughly loved Hawkeye's speech at the end. Millie Carpenter was twenty-seven when she died. Not many of us knew her very well, and that's our loss because she was really somebody worth knowing. I'm, I'm sorry to say that I didn't really know her myself. Very well, until last night when Fonda Mulcahy suggested that I, I read her diary. I got to know Millie Carpenter in those pages. Let me tell you about her. I'll start with the fudge. It was a big box, but Millie only gave one piece to each nurse. And that was typical. She didn't seem to share much with anybody. Well, I know now that Millie gave the rest of that fudge to the wounded in post-op. She was working on the night shift, so no one was around to see it. I guess none of us really saw Millie. We thought she was kind of distant and unfriendly. In, in fact, she looked upon us with a kind of awe and we've done our jobs for so long and so well. She could have told us that, but she wasn't able to. Because it wasn't as some of us thought that she was uncaring, but it was because, as Millie wrote so often, she was shy. She was just too shy to express her, her deepest feelings. She could write them to herself, but she couldn't say it to us. I, I wish she had, because if she had, I, I might have felt for her before what I feel for her now. I really care for Millie. And I've learned something from her. See, I'm a lot like Millie. I'm, I'm not shy. I, I, I cover up my feelings with jokes, and I don't tell the people I care about the most, the most important thing that I can tell them, that I, that I do care. It's too late for Millie to change, and that's, that's, that's sad, but 
But maybe... Maybe we can take a page from her diary. And I'd like to start right now. And let a little of what I feel show through the cracks, through the, the wise cracks. To all the people here who I've sweated with and endured with, you're very important to me. And I hope I do a better job of letting you know it. And to those closest to me who, who, who mean so much to me, Potter. Found him okay. Clinger. Margaret. Charles. And Beach. I love every one of you. Goodbye, Millie. It's mm. probably one of my most favorite speeches he gives. The eulogy at the end of this of all the mash of anything he's ever done, and so I gave it that a nine. Right. So I mean, oh, we could okay. average it to like an eight, maybe eight and a half. But yeah, overall, I, the episode was it was good and it was enjoyable. You know, I, I yeah, I mean, it was again. I don't have a huge amount of notes here. I thought it was funny with Klinger, you know, coming up with the idea of a hula hoop, you know, and this yeah. is, you know, this is what, 51 to 53. We really don't know what year. It's probably more towards the latter of the year. But, yeah. you know, hula hoops were invented in 1958. So okay. I'm glad you looked that up. Yeah. I, oh, I yeah. Didn't know. Yeah. 1958. So, I mean, they would have been huge, you know, if Charles would have uh, invested. Uh, hmm. Also with the, with the Frisbee. The yeah. Frisbee was invented in 1957. <laughs> So I, beg this to, is, I beg to differ on that. Well, I should because say whammo. What about a discus? What about a yes. discus? No, you're right. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying whammo, the company who made it big when it became a big fad uh, here in the U.S. Right. This yeah, is all yeah, U.S. Yeah. stuff. So when it became a big fad in the U.S., that was 58 <laughs> and 57. Okay, so. just just saying, just saying the Greeks uh, in the middle <laughs> Olympus, Kenny. Uh, yeah, but they had tossed discus to each other. They tossed them a distance away. Look, the Greek, the Greeks did a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that, you know, that Hockey did a little bit of investigation. It was kind of sad that nobody really knew her. So you got to see the perspective of the camp of what they thought of Millie. And yes. then come to find out after Hawkeye reads the diary and gives the eulogy that she was shy. And that, she, you know, the reason she didn't give all the candy to the nurses because she gave it to the patients who were recovering, mm, which was very mm. sweet. The fact that you find out that she's, that she truly did care for Hawkeye, you know, after yeah. two dates. And that he was so flippant about it. And I love his realization to, to come, that he realizes he's, 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 a, he's not a nice person sometimes. And he realizes that when it comes to women. You know, mm. not caring enough about them, and I, I liked, I liked that. I liked the development, and I, I don't know because I haven't watched the rest of the episode yet. But hopefully, Hawkeye keeps that with him a little bit, yeah, and doesn't yeah. revert back to, you know, douchebag Hawkeye. Hopefully, he can <laughs> stay. You know, I, I liked that he, you know, of course, it's all the main characters that he said that he loved, which was really nice, and that he cares for everybody in the camp, and it was very sweet. 
I really did. I'm going to obviously play the entire eulogy because it was yes. some well-written stuff and it was so well-acted and it was so well-done. Had me in mm. tears. I mean, I, I really, I was like on the verge of tears and then it just, once, once I see Potter and Potter's tearing up because <laughs> Harry Morgan is amazing, I was, that was yeah. it. I'm like, okay, well, I can, the tears are coming now because that, <laughs> that, that killed me <laughs> yeah. looking at his face. It was nice to see the nurses get some time. You know, we got Kelly mm. who got some speaking role, a more speaking role. We got Joanne who had some speaking role. It was just nice to see them get the spotlight, you know? Yeah. So that was cool to see him investigating and talking to those ladies. Um, it was just, again, it was just a, it was a nice episode. That's why I gave it a seven and a half because it was just a very, there wasn't anything bad about it. It was a very sweet story, you know? It just what it, it's what it was. It was mm. enjoyable. How about you? What did you think of it? Um, okay, well, I gave it nine and a half. Wow. All right. Ten. I wow. nearly gave it a I nearly gave it a ten. Can you believe that? Um, no, I, can't, I, think, I can't believe it. It's a solid <laughs> like I said, it's good. Yeah, I think the thing is is that um I I'm not overly I don't think the reason why I gave it a ten is because I wasn't overly keen on the B story. I didn't think we needed the B story, if I'm honest with you. What was um, the B story? He was with Klinger trying to get Oh yes, that's right. That's right. Thingy, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, yeah. And I, 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 just like you say, you know, the, the fact that Hawkeye just admits he, he didn't really know he just jumped in a sack together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's he's really quite interesting because it's and also let's face it, wonderfully directed by by Morgan here. Yes. Who um, manages to get the best out of all of the actors, including himself, which is never mm-hmm. easy to do when you direct have to direct yourself. But I, I think the whole thing that there's. There's a lot of people like this in life who who are in the background who don't stand out and shine. But just because they don't stand out and be heard doesn't mean that they don't do anything. And mm-hmm. I think this episode highlights this so much that there's more people in this world who are in the background and, and do more than what the person... A bit like, you know, making TV programs. You yourself know how many people are in the background doing mm-hmm. all the hard work as opposed to the person on the screen who gets all the credit. Yeah. Um, and I think this is a typical case. You know, they can only turn around and say she was a good nurse. And you think, well, you know, you, you do start to think, well, why didn't you, like, make more of an effort? And I think mm-hmm. that's the guilt that comes from them. But it just turns out she's incredibly shy and she looks after her patients and, you know, Millie's diary. And, again... Wonderful bit of directing, wonderful bit of acting from William Christopher here in which he's reading the diary and he says to Hawker, no, I really think you need to read this. Mm-hmm. And brilliant. I mean, it's just super, uh, you know, Henry Morgan brings out the best in these actors here because Alan Alder, Alan Alder, he's just reading a diary. And yes, he's a trained actor. And yes, I know this is what they're meant to do. But to not say anything and just to read and then give emotion. Mm-hmm. He's so hard to do, and he pulls it off something something brilliant. And it, of course, exactly what you say, the speech at the end is is fabulous. Oh, you know, there's, there's there's little nitpick things that you can point out about this. There's there's one bit which is in the behind the scenes, which I'm not going to read out because you're well in a bit. But you do think that would be you know really quite bloody well obvious. But yes, you know, um, I just. It's a very emotional episode, and it shouldn't mm-hmm. be to a certain degree because this happens all the time in in war and in your own camp and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Just the whole thing about somebody, somebody who has done a lot for other people, but it's not been recognised and not acknowledged. I think everyone's thought about this, not being morbid or anything like that. But you know, I always think that when somebody dies, you should celebrate their life, never their death. Which I think a lot of things go wrong with funerals these days. Mm-hmm. But there's something in the back of your head where you kind of hope that 
people would turn up to your funeral and people would remember you in a nice way. And to yeah. have it where people don't remember you or you didn't make a mark even something in their lives is something really sad. And what this episode brings out is the guilt from everybody who feels Yes. That. And I yep. think that's the reason why I gave it such a, such a high nope. score. I agree. Yeah, I was wondering. I'm like, what if it was a known nurse? Not a well-known, mm. not like Kelly, but someone that we've seen quite a bit, you know, because yeah. we never see this. This character is an off-screen character. We never see her, um, mm. and she dies off-screen, you know. So would it have been a different, uh, different effect? Because at least this character we would have seen on screen, we would, we would have known it. We would have felt the death harder. But I don't think it would have worked with the storyline. Like you said, she was supposed to be unseen. She didn't really make her mark. People mm. really didn't know her. And that made it more uh, – made them feel more guilty about, you know. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it would have been nice to have actually seen her beforehand. You know, even if it was no, just a really I, quick – Hawkeye gives her a kiss goodnight and she goes walking off. No, you know. because then it centers on, on Hawkeye, not the death of the mm. person then. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a little bit like when you think about it, the two people, the two major characters who have left match, well, three major characters that have left match really were uh, Henry Blake, who, of course, dies off screen. Mm-hmm. Wayne Rogers, when he leaves, you don't see him go. Yeah. You're just left with Hawkeye's trauma. And um, Radar, when he goes. And Radar, again, leaves without actually getting to say goodbye. Yeah. So it's all the and, same. And, kind of, it's all the same. Larry Linville, you know? yeah, and and Larry Linville, and Larry, well. Larry Linville, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Off off screen, yeah. And as we, as we said on the last episode, you know, he didn't get to to do a good farewell, unfortunately, because of personal circumstances. Yeah, yeah. But as soon as you start to bring in too much of a connection to it, then it loses the focus on the person dying, and it focuses on the person who's left. Yeah. And in this case, you're left with somebody dying who nobody knows. So the whole camp is involved and the whole camp yeah. realises what they've... You know, somebody who was important and they didn't realise it. And I used to get, the whole guilt thing works so well on this. No, no, I totally agree with you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I'll raise mine up to an eight for the whole entire story. Good man. Because it was... No, I, well, you know, that happens to us all the time when we talk about it. We just... You pick up on little things that were even more mm. important than you thought when you initially watched it. But yeah, it was definitely, definitely a solid, solid episode. I don't know what we can tell you, Captain. She wasn't here all that long. Well, I know she came from Virginia. You know what town? I thought it was Kentucky. No, no, no. It was Virginia. She usually volunteered for the night shift, so I hardly ever talked to her. I tried to talk to her, but she wasn't easy to get to know. It's hard to say this about her now that she's gone. But I got the feeling she wasn't all that friendly. What do you mean, not friendly? What does it matter now? It matters, believe me. Anything you can tell me about her would mean a lot to me. Well, there was the fudge. She got a box from home. It was really delicious. And what we had of it. I don't think I understand. What do you mean? Well, it seems kind of petty to talk about it now. But it was a big box. She only gave us one piece. Oh, I think I can understand how she was. I've been in the service a long time. You travel around so much, you don't want to make friends because you don't know how long you're going to have them. Yeah, I know, but you lived with her. You must have talked about something. Well, mostly she liked to talk about work. She was very serious about her nursing. She seemed really anxious to pick up on the routine around here, and she was a fast learner. That's all you have to tell me? I mean, I got to know more than that, anything. Well, Captain, you went out with her. You must know something. She was a good nurse. 
What did IMDb give it? Okay, IMDb gave it a seven point eight. So it's a good, you know, it's a higher that's score than that's one. A high, yeah, yeah, that's a not, that's not a bad IMDb. I would expect a little uh, maybe that's fine. I guess it's closer mm. to me, closer to me than you. So yeah, yeah, the people are, you know, all right. Oh well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's go ahead. I have nothing else to say. Colonel, what may I ask is that you like it? <laughs> to form an opinion either way would be to imply that I cared. You don't know what this is, don't oh. you read the comics? No, they're just a blur on the way to the financial page. Well, this is the latest denizen of Dogpatch. What, I ask reluctantly, is a Dogpatch? Major, for a man with a Harvard education, you sure don't have much knowledge of what's important. Dogpatch is where the Yoakums live. Oh, well, that explains that. The best damn cartoon strip in the whole world is Lil Abner. That is roughly comparable to being the finest ballerina in all of Galveston. This friendly little creature is a schmoo. Uh, uh, a schmoo. The biggest thing to hit the stage since Studebaker put the front end on the back. <laughs> what does a schmoo do? Well, not much of anything. Well, what makes this imbecilic toy the rage? Who knows? I guess with the world going crazy, folks leaving the cities for those prefab suburbs, cars without clutches, green toothpaste, Everything's getting so technical, people need to have something dumb and simple like this. Besides, after a hard day at the army, I like to give them a punch. <laughs> Go ahead, you know you want to do it. Oh, no. Go ahead, it'll be our little secret. Give him a punch. Yeah. <laughs> This uh, symbolizes the way of life that we're over here fighting to preserve. Got a better one? It is simple. They're selling like hotcakes. Mildred's been all over Missouri looking for one of these for my grandson. When I spotted this chubby little fellow at the PX at Kempo, I grabbed him. Boy, I wish I had a nickel for every one of these sold. I guess I tend to underestimate the stupidity of the American consumer. I happen to like it. That'll be all, Major. Let's go ahead and move on to our behind-the-scenes. I have the first one here. The character of Millie Carpenter never appears on screen, so an actor was never hired. Millie's off-screen voice is played by an uncredited actor, which means it was probably like a stage person or a producer or somebody. Yeah, almost doubtly it was probably played by one of the three nurses who don't speak much in the episode. True. That's true. Yeah. Uh, according to the book The Short Life and Happy Times of the Shmoo by Al Cap, uh, more than 50 years ago, America was taken by storm when Al Cap introduced the Shmoo in his karmic strip Lil Abner. The adorable squash-shaped character was so popular it immediately spawned the largest merchandising craze in the nation's history. Hmm. hmm. Okay. Interesting. That's the shmoo for you. I know what shmoo is. I mean, I, I do remember it, but not... Mm. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Uh, Lieutenant Carpenter took her ill-fated... Wa- oh, I think this is what Meds was talking about earlier. Um, Lieutenant Carpenter took her ill-fated walk after 3 a.m. when the entire camp would be very quiet since it would have been very unwise to stray too far from camp in the dead of night. The explosion of the landmine that killed her should have awakened or been heard by someone in camp as far as a mile away. Yet Colonel Potter said that her body wasn't found until the next morning, presumably after daybreak. Yeah, I agree. Mm. If, if a bomb is going to go off, you're going to hear it. Yeah, exactly. Dead of night. You know. Sergeant, I have something to tell you. What? 
Upon reflection, it occurs to me that with that little uh, contraption of yours, you know, you may just have captured the essence of stupidity. Oh. That special genius you have. I have? We're going to make millions. Of course we are. I got the brains and you got the bucks. And if we go broke, what's the worst that can happen? I lose a mere $600. $700. All right, seven. A tiny little tax write-off. Now you're thinking big. You come right along with me, Sergeant. Over to my tent, I'll write you a check. Major, uh, you've made me a happy man. Long one of my goals. Max? Um, fun fact here, got this one from Facebook uh, at 21CF MASH TV again. Yeah, okay. I found a new source. <laughs> is, that, is it? Oh, okay. Right. Um, the Nurses is one of Loretta Sweet's favourite episodes, and with good reason. She has said in interviews that the lousy cup of coffee scene marks a pivotal point in the series in which Margaret was allowed to grow as a character. Also worth noting, Joan Darling directed this episode, the first MASH to be directed by a woman. That is a wonderful episode, that is. Mm, I love that episode. That's definitely a changing point for Margaret, yeah. which I thought was great. Oh, yeah. and, and they kind of keep her consistent. Of all the characters, she, she is consistent a lot of the times in her growth over the season, from what she was to what she is now. Yeah. Um, I think they did a good job with her. You got a minute, Fun? Of course. I'm having a real problem with this eulogy. Yes, summing up a person's life in a few words is always difficult. I wish I had a few words. Seems like nobody around here really knew Millie Carpenter. So I think maybe it'd be best if I give the job back to a pro. Well, if you insist, I'll do it. But but first, I wasn't sure whether I should show you this, but now I think I'd better. It's Millie Carpenter's diary. It was found under her mattress. Well, a diary is uh, its kind of a private, personal thing. As summary court officer, I was obliged to read it. Now, I think you should also. As a final gesture to Millie. All right, trivia time. Last episode's question in the episode where Hawkeye thinks he's going to die and makes out a will, to whom did he will his Groucho Marx disguise to? And the answer... Margaret. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This episode's trivia question, BJ arranged for the families of the 4077th personnel to have a reunion party. That's one of my favorite episodes. At what hotel was it held? If you know the answer to that, go ahead and email us at mash4077podcast at gmail.com. I'm not sure that I love him, but there's something special about him. He's kind and gentle. His playfulness and warmth make me forget how lonely I really am. Maybe someday I'll be able to get up the courage to tell Hawkeye how I feel. I thought you might like to know. The average temperature of the patients in post-op is 99.2. Great. What are you reading? Rereading. Millie Carpenter's diary. Oh? Finally found out something about her. She's more than a good nurse. She was head nurse in the thoracic surgery unit at Letterman. They did good work there. Yeah, then she thought she could do even more good at the front, so she asked for a transfer to a mass unit. And stepped on a landmine. She talks about that in here, too. She doesn't know she's talking about it. She says, uh, even though it's 3 a.m., I know there's no point in trying to sleep now. There's just too much Hawkeye running through my mind. I think I'll take a walk.
diary. I meant something to her, and I had no idea. She never let on. Well, I was so busy being casual about things, she never had a chance. Well, she only went out with her twice. Yeah. Uh, would have been the same after six months. I have this subtle way of getting the message across. Let's just have a good time and keep it light, otherwise it's bye-bye, Hawkeye. Sometimes I'm a real prince. Welcome to the royal family. There's a little of that in all of us. I don't know, I think maybe I've cornered the market. Hawk, she wasn't completely honest about how she felt. You can't blame yourself entirely. Oh, yes, I can, yeah. Yeah, she couldn't tell me how she felt because I wouldn't let her. I never gave her the chance. I never do. I'm like a boxer in the ring. I'm dancing around all the time, making sure nothing lands on me, touches me. And you know something? My legs are getting tired. You can find MASH 4077 podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at MASH 4077 Podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching facebook.com slash mash4077podcast. Or just type in mash4077podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to MASH 4077 Podcasts all over the interwebs. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash4077podcast.com. If you are enjoying our podcast, consider making a donation. We have a Patreon account at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Geeky Fanboy. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. A very solid episode. Nicely done. Some huge emotions, especially towards the end. One of, in my opinion, one of the best speeches that Hawkeye's ever given in all 11 seasons. So uh, very, very well done. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. Okay, just 500. We'll sell them by mail order. For the last time, Klinger, the answer is no. Keep throwing, Hussan. Major, can't you see what a great idea this is? It can't be a great idea if you had it. Now, if a great idea ever does present itself, you will be the last to know about it, and I will be the first to exploit it. Will you urchins... Take your mindless recreation elsewhere. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, the Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with the Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. Hello, MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us.
Nash 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved.